0: Opinions expressed on ACV Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Every Wednesday night, come listen to The Land of Aru, a show all about the award-winning high-fantasy audio series, Carcerum. Join Anthony Corona in listening to an episode of Carcerum with 360-degree sound design, a completely original score, and find yourself in the middle of an adventure filled with monsters, sword fights, and magic. After the episode, listen as Anthony interviews cast and crew members about their careers and the amazing process of Carcerum. That's The Land of Aru every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on ACB Media Stream 3. Presented on ACB Media 3 in association with Shane Salk Productions and Sunday Edition.
2: This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona. Every week here on ACB Media 1, that's American Council of the Blind, Media 1, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week we'll dive into the news human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind Community. happy 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 holidays i am your host anthony Corona. of course this is sunday edition as always i am here with executive producer friend sidekick extraordinaire hey byron
3: hey everybody
2: we have diane hosting for us today and jane doing the clubhouse thing so clubhouse folks if you want to um join us for the conversation in a little while get those uh get those requests to speak in folks in the zoom room you already heard the instructions on how to raise your hand and we have um we have a great show today today is going to be the last live sunday edition in the year 2022 and what a year it has been eh, hey my friends
3: i know it makes me it makes me sad that the year is already almost over
0: (laughs) yeah
2: Ah, uh, is that Mr. Rikert? Indeed, sir. Good, All good right. morning, awesome. afternoon, evening, etc. Oh, awesome, and we have Becky Dunkerson. So we're going to start the conversation in a few minutes. Just a couple of announcements uh, for those of you out there who are listening, who may be fans of or are uh, members of Blind Pride International today is also our last board meeting of the year uh it starts at 7 p.m you can get that link off of our email list and um you'll get to hear from the new executive the new executive team who'll come into uh power i guess you could say in january leah gardner is the new president i am the new vice president Chris Snyder is the secretary and Maria Christic is Treasurer. Speaking of BPI, tomorrow night we have part two of our lessons in advocacy from the LGBTQ plus community. Um, last month we spoke with Eric Marcus of Making Gay History, and we're gonna continue that conversation amongst ourselves. We have a few awesome clips that we're gonna that we're gonna be playing, but mostly the conversation is going to focus around good trouble and good troublemaking and what that means in advocacy and some of the highlights in the LGBTQ um, adventure (laughs) journey. Um, One of them that we will most definitely discuss happened this week the uh respect for marriage act is going to president biden's desk and even though it's not everything we'd like to see in terms of equality it definitely levels the playing field and makes it so that other entities can't take that away from us and um i'm i'm overjoyed and that will definitely be a part of the conversation i hope you can join us tomorrow byron
3: i am definitely planning on being there for sure
2: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I have one more announcement, and then Byron's going to read one for us. Uh, Last year, Shane Salk Productions, who you just heard about in the Land of Aru promo, uh, gifted the American Council of the Blind. Well, Sunday edition and Shane Salk Productions gifted the American Council of the Blind with a beautifully done, 365 Dolby-recorded, Um, A Christmas Carol featuring over 50 top voice talents. Um, Bob Bergen, the guy who does Porky Pig is in there. Maurice LaMarchier. So many people. I mean, I could keep name dropping uh, the the woman who played the mother of Carrie. And for the moment, her name is blanking in my mind. But, you know, they're all going to laugh at you, lady. Piper Laurie. That's who she is. Um, And the The janitor from Scrubs, who also played the dad on the middle, all of those are voice talents. And this year, we are also running the Spanish version for our Spanish brothers and sisters. That's going to be a special event that the Hispanic subcommittee is putting on on Thursday, the 22nd at 8 p.m. The English version will be running a bunch of times. Check your listings. You know me. I put things out all over. Over the place, so you'll definitely find it, and it is definitely worth listening. Did you get a chance to hear it last year, Byron?
3: Yes, and it was amazing. Uh, oh, also, make sure you wear headphones; it really does make a major difference if you're listening in stereo. It's so immersive; you feel like you're actually part of the show.
2: Yeah, I have to say, if, if you're out there listening and you are a fan of. Chris Snyder's 3D audios that we've we, we have done too and we can promise you that there'll be another one this year at convention as well but if you're a fan of that then you'll love this Christmas Carol it, it's um, it, it's so amazingly done but Byron you have an announcement for us I believe from GDUI
3: I do uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read this copy it says we of uh, we Guide Dog Users Incorporated GDUI hope you your family and friends have a wonderful holiday season as we Get to, as we get prepared for holiday festivities and to ring in a new year let's celebrate the season by sharing some time together and having some fun g d u i is inviting you to a community call on Saturday, December seventeenth. 2022, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern. <clears throat> Join us uh, as we share stories about our current or past guide dogs as they relate to the holidays. It will be a relaxing time to swap tails, or maybe that should be tails, T A I L S. I love it. And get to know each other. Uh, neither GDUI gdui membership nor being a guide dog handler is required to participate so i hope you'll all join gdui on december 17th at 1 p.m
2: awesome 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 anything you want to shout out today byron
3: um i can't think of it well i can tell you that i have gotten a new website for my show the fun zone um, it Ooh. used to be byronlee.com but I I wanted to get a website that was more reflective of the show itself and uh not so much you know uh you know with my name in it so um I got funzone.show so if you're interested in listening to past episodes of the Fun Zone which is where I play novelty records and and parodies and comedy and stuff Um, You can go to funzone.show and uh, there's a player right there on the the front page. It's totally accessible. And uh, you can listen to the podcast or tonight at 7 until 9 p.m. Central. That's 8 until 10 Eastern. Um, There is also a listen live player. Just jump by heading until you hear listen live. And uh, you can hit play on the player on the front page for uh, the live stream.
2: Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. And, you know, Sunday edition, will be launching our website early in January. So we'll have more details about that on our first live show, January 8th. Um, I lied. I actually do have two quick, two more quick announcements. Um, They're me-centric and it's my show, so I get to do it. Um, <laughs> the Division of Blind Services of Florida is holding a holiday luncheon talent show. It's all virtual. On Thursday at 12 p.m i will send the links out again um on wednesday so everybody can you know earmark them and have them at the ready uh you'll definitely hear me and you may hear one or two other floridians that you know um sharing some holiday season talent that's going to be really cool and yeah that's pretty much it so let me say welcome to mark and becky welcome back to sunday edition
4: Woohoo!
3: good fun to be back
4: good to be here
2: yeah. So how has your holiday season been so far? Ladies first.
4: Well, this is Becky and um it's been going really well. Um if I could take a minute here, Anthony, I have a little announcement that I didn't even ask you about. Um sure. but I wanted to since it is the holiday season, um and it may even relate to some of what we're gonna be sharing today. Um, but ACB diabetics in action has on Wednesday at eight Eastern so it's not going to interfere with Anthony's, um, uh, activities. Uh, we have Abby Chesterson coming and sharing about healthy eating through the holidays and how to manage those stressful, uh, urges to eat everything sweet. So <laughs> I to throw that in, if anybody's willing to, or wanting to come and hear um, some good ideas to get through the holidays without, uh, gaining about 30 pounds
2: that is pretty awesome and i know that you have some resources for us later in the show for the holiday season or all year round actually right yep i do all right how about you mark how's the holiday season been
0: so far pretty good i mean i'm keeping pretty busy with my uh proverbial day job and uh but then uh that'll be all this week uh wrapping some things up for the year and then i'm off to central florida to be with my dear sweet mama in a little lutheran retirement community which means i will be made even further uh plump with her uh, mother ministrations of food etc and uh, i will have my fill of little cheek pinching and whatever by sweet little old lutheran ladies uh, down there in central florida for the holiday season so it's little, all part of the fun all part of the festivities and always a little um what uh incongruous right so you're listening to Bing Crosby sing about white Christmas uh while all the windows in the house are open and it's you know 80 degrees and there's a breeze so it's a little uh, Florida uh, uh you know uh and white Christmases don't necessarily go together but it's kind of a, a fun contrast so looking forward to that
2: No, I definitely feel you on that one. Um, Last year was the first time that I was ever out of the country for Christmas. And um, this year we'll actually be on the Pacific um, Gulf side of Honduras, literally (laughs) on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be my first Christmas on a beach. I, I honestly thought nothing could beat Christmas in New York. And... This comes pretty darn close to <laughs> and taking yeah. it, you know, having a, a cold adult beverage sitting in the sand with like you said, 80 degrees of sun beaming down on you is a really, yeah. really great way to enjoy yes. Christmas morning. Absolutely. <laughs> you bet. Yep. Yeah. Any
0: um, what's, what's your next glamorous destination in the new year? Oh gosh. Uh, so yeah. So as some people know I do the international work for Overbrook uh, in Philadelphia. So, we did a cool trip uh, in mid-October to Vietnam and the Philippines, which was amazing. And I don't know, Anthony, maybe it might be fun to think about a future sort of international presence-themed show for you, just a little, little, little shameless plug there. But uh, we um, are talking about next, trying to find something in the spring to uh, Jakarta, Indonesia and beyond, and then potentially to... Myanmar and of course both countries have been in the news. uh, You know uh, Jakarta, well Indonesia, all of it uh, really ravaged by just a terrible uh, earthquake and then I think some volcanic eruption, and then Myanmar. It's just such a heartbreaking uh, country, but uh, racked with civil war and everything else. So perhaps the Myanmar, uh, you know, we're being advised by folks there and also by the State Department that. perhaps you ought to wait a little bit uh you know no no end in sight from a certain point of view in terms of the unrest there but um there are still blind folks young blind people there uh who need our help and um not that our physically going there is critical to that for sure we can help from afar and all of that but it's good to show our support and solidarity so when to do that most safely not just for us but for them i mean the thing that clinched it for us was delaying that idea maybe is um that one of our partners said yeah you know honestly we'd love to see you but it's a little tough for us to travel there because of sort of just random uh military presence that may make it dangerous for us to meet you so it's like okay the last thing we're gonna do is put our people make, make things even harder for them anyway so it just goes to show you you know talk about count your blessings and a season yeah. of uh, giving and being thankful and etc cetera, etc cetera. um Wow, we have a lot of in common with our sisters and brothers around the globe who are blind, visually impaired, and yet they are dealing with literally so much stuff more stuff that we have no experience really with at all.
2: Yeah, our, our our hearts and prayers most definitely go out, and and as I say that, I also think about our blind brothers and sisters in Ukraine, oh, who it just doesn't seem like it's ever going to end for them. Um, yeah, it, you know. I, I was reading a, a story on uh, CNN the other day um, about this woman who literally gathered up like 14 blind and low vision kids and a couple of kids in wheelchairs. And, and, and they took over um, the, the shell of the gas, like the house of the gas station uh, uh-huh. and bunkered down. And and that's, and they've been there for months and, and she gets out, goes out and gets food and all that, but they're, <sighs> These kids, their parents are fighting, or maybe they've lost, but basically they have no one and they're hunkering down in a gas station shell. It's yeah. yeah,
0: unbelievable stuff.
2: Well, let's um. I was gonna say let's try to cheer people up, but um, let's let's get into the heart of today's conversation, and that is emotional well being from the holidays. And I know Mark and I definitely just uh, definitely uh, excuse me, but Mark and I definitely just exposed what is going to help our moods and and keep us centered um my mom passed away last year so this will be my second christmas without her and oh, i always yeah. say this because her mo- her birthday was christmas eve so it's like a double oh, whammy. Boy. yeah but to be with a big loud latin family on the pacific coast i think is definitely going to definitely going to keep me from going completely into the doldrums oh, but that's like back- awesome medicine that sounds great yeah. Oh, my God. And his his entire family cooks. Um, so there'll oh be my. no shortage of food. I should probably go to that DA meeting
0: because yeah.
2: I will definitely put on a few pounds. Maybe they That's can tell me right. how to get it off quickly.
0: You might have to put <laughs> some of them in the overhead bin when you fly back. Uh, uh, I, I, I might have to check myself into cargo. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I told his mother last year, you're, you're going to have to wheel me onto the plane in a wheelbarrow if you keep feeding me like this. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Becky, what are, um, what are some of your holiday plans?
4: Um, well, you know, we, we, um, a- as you know, with, with my, uh, husband and his illness and, and, um, we know with, with, I don't know about where you guys are, but we're dealing with RSV COVID again. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the flu and all kinds of crap here um, in Iowa. And, and we're not like you that we can sit outside in 80 degree weather. It's like <laughs> it's about in the thirties here and we're predicting yeah. their rain this week, which is better than that S word. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to hang loose and, and, um, you know, practice some of what we're going to be talking about and, and, and trying to um when I was reading some stuff this week, it was more of trying to be proactive instead of reactive. Um, And I think that's kind of the way I try to live as being pro proactive, positive, and not letting myself get down into that um, spiral that many of us find ourselves sometimes getting into without even realizing it. So um, but that's kind of my plan is just to lay low, have a kind of a low key um, holiday and enjoy the day off and that sort of thing. So that's where I come from.
2: And if I may say, you know, Becky and Mark and I, were, you know, and well, everyone on this call, we're all friends outside of the American Council of the Blind. Um, and, and I just have to say, I, I think you guys are handling things so very beautifully and mm. you have a lot of prayers that you probably don't even realize that are coming your way. Um, if it's okay, and if you don't want to, I completely understand, but do you want to tell folks uh, about the Freedom Rock?
4: Oh, yes, yes. Um, the Freedom Rock, just just to kind of fill everybody in. Um, back in June, um, my husband, Alan, um, most everybody, in the ACB world knows that he's been suffering from pancre- pancreatic cancer, but in June he had to have surgery to supposedly have his gallbladder removed. And they got in there, couldn't, couldn't find it, couldn't do anything to uh, help him. And they told us that we needed to do start, start doing bucket list items. Um, and mm-hmm. so I talked about it. And one of the things that we came up with or that he always wanted to do is in Iowa, there, there's 99 counties in Iowa. So each county has what they call a freedom rock. Um, there's a gentleman not far from Des Moines here that paints each of these rocks and he uses a paint that's like long-lasting. You, Disney, the back um, and each county created, and these rocks are like six to eight feet tall, Uh, three to four feet around. I mean, they're big, huge uh, boulders. And he has um, different um, ideas, which each one, there's no rock, that's the same. And the rocks um, depict uh, servicemen and women um, from that county um, and just it's just remarkable um and here in Iowa a lot of people and I and I know too there's some in other states there's some in Minnesota so Byron you can check those out but um he's gone and done all these and the whole idea is to get people out to think about our men and women that are you know have served or are serving and and that sort of thing um and so Alan and I had wanted to go see each and every one of them But because of me not being able to drive, obviously, and his condition, that's not possible. So we um, put out a a request um, to have people take pictures if they've been out or if they live in that county or remarkably, we've gotten pictures from all 99 Rocks. And I'm in the the process, I found a, um, a Facebook page where this this person, um, gentleman, um, put a description of each rock and what it meant, and what each panel, because there's different sides. Hey, Siri, what's playing? So he okay. just.
2: Diane, okay. uh, could we find um who that is and mute them, please? Thank you, thank you. Sounds like we. Do. I love <laughs> you. All right, sorry about that, Becky.
4: That's <laughs> okay. So, so he put a description out, and I just recently found that. And so I'm in the process of getting all of those descriptions. And then my plan (laughs) is to put together a little book. Um, And it's not going to be little. It'll be big. Um, And then I wanted to have it ready for Christmas, but that's not going to happen. Alan knows that I'm doing it. So I'm hoping for his birthday, I can have it together and then give it to him. Um, so that we'll have those pictures to keep looking at, and we don't have to go online to look at everything. So it, it's an exciting thing, and and my suggestion to people is: bucket list items don't have to be huge. Uh, go on a trip, or you know, stuff like that. It can be something simple like what we're doing, and and you don't have to be facing a. Um, life or death situation to do those things. So um, you know, think of things that make you happy and do those things.
2: Absolutely. And that kind of that actually kind of taps into um I identified six six ways to gauge and and reframe, reframe your emotions in the holiday seasons. And that kind of ties into the first one, which is the Christmas spirit isn't necessarily something that gets unwrapped with a bow tie and some wrapping paper, um, find someone and do something nice. Even if it's just, Hey, let's go for a walk or go for coffee. Um, you know, sometimes sharing not only our joy, but sharing our reticence can really help change your mood. And so that is tip number one And I was thinking that we could kind of go around um, and then open up to our listeners with what we think um, are some great things for, you know, emotional rechecking ourselves and, and and helping ourselves cope throughout the holidays. So Mark, what do you, what do you think about unwrapping the Christmas spirit by giving service to someone else or lots of others?
0: Oh, well, I mean, amen. I mean, you know, and I, some of us have, have the privilege of, of getting a <clears throat> feeling like we're, even if it's in a small way, contributing to that uh, based on the, the paid work that we get to do. I mean, yet again, here, you know, I feel so blessed uh, or spoiled. Take take your pick. Um, I, I would endorse both uh, that I've had pretty much throughout my life with very precious few exceptions, uh, you know, places, uh, being able to work in environments where, you know, it's not just a a nine to five or a feeling like you're, but no, it's more of a cause and, and all of that. I shared with somebody that um, at this last trip that we did going to, to Vietnam and the Philippines, but for some reason, especially in Vietnam, it was really frustrating because I'm a, I'm a gringo American who barely can speak English uh, properly. And here are folks on the other side of the planet who are Vietnamese who speak, obviously their languages over there fluently. And yet have made an effort to learn uh, english just as part of what they do over there and uh, but yet you know we have this three hour long meeting about halfway through i'm thinking to i'm getting super frustrated feeling you know my gosh everything we say and everything they say has to be translated and this meeting is going nowhere it's a and all of a sudden i don't know what changed it but in sort of a flash it sort of dawned on me and i think to others actually around that table you know about 13 14 different organizations represented there and and all of a sudden it became clear you know what yeah there's this barrier of language and culture and other things and yet we were all on the same team because all of the same issues you know blind kids not having access to textbooks not having access to teachers even basic things how many blind kids are there really in Vietnam and what are all their needs and I mean we're asking those same questions here now oh, clearly their situation is so just profoundly different um, because we have a lot more, uh, you know, we, we enjoy a lot more prosperity than they do. So the dynamics are all amplified, you know, exponentially over there. But at yeah. the same time, there was just something deeply profound about the notion that, okay, so, you know, I just flew 20 hours in a brutal you know, set of air, uh, air uh, flights to get over here and you know, never been. To this culture before never been to this country before what do i know and i'm a stranger to these people maybe they are to me and yet we're really not uh and it didn't take you know decades or years to start to form a bond and uh wow i just think that that's really illustrative i mean if that is true for people on the other side of the planet how much truer is it for people who are right here and you know some of us we've got pretty good friends who we think we know uh and maybe we do But, you know, everybody kind of has a side to them that they kind of keep to themselves. And if it's just, um, you know, showing up and being present and letting them vent um, and and that's a present as well. Sometimes those of us who are friends with each other, I know I certainly have a couple. I bet Becky and Anthony, you guys do, too. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, you might have heard the same story a thousand times because that's what people do, you know. But maybe this particular time, it's important to just let them talk about it. Because maybe you know, the, in this moment, telling that story again is somehow cathartic for them or even happy story. It doesn't have to necessarily be something that's tough. Um, so anyway, so I mean, I sign me up for that simple act of kindness of reaching out and also, you know, assuming a posture where you make a choice. It, I don't think it's a feeling, really. I mean, it can be. But fundamentally, it's a choice to say, yep, I am now going to I'm taking the time. I'm ha- going to exercise the discipline to be open to other people and choose to see how I have something in common with them. And, he, and, and the only way I'm gonna know that is by doing what I'm about to do Anthony right now, which is to shut up and be quiet <laughs> and listen to other people. <clears throat> how about you, Becky?
4: Um, I, I think that's, that's, that's a good um, starting focus, um, you know, in, 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 my other thing along with that is keeping it simple. Um, mm-hmm. Have to and um, and, and also, um, for me, in the past, and I think that's kind of where I how how I became what I am now is not having such high expectations. Um, because if you have high expectations, you're going to set yourself up for for that disappointment, but. Um, you know, being thankful for where you are, what you have, and then um, paying it forward in some way. When you go to Starbucks to get that coffee, pay the person behind you, too.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I, I love that. And because, oh, uh, our- again, some of us are very, very good. And I'm almost infamous for this. Uh, you know, my head's always in you know, the stratosphere about everything. And sometimes that's a good thing but sometimes not and and especially on the personal level right setting high too high of expectations not everything needs to be a world class championship either you know expecting that of yourself or, or other people and that's a that's a real i'm going to be thinking about that a lot Vicki. that's thank you for that that's that's, that's really interesting
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I think to myself, you know, the last couple of years that we've had, be it the pandemic, be it political unrest and, and all the different unrest that we've had to deal with, you know, there are so many people that won't get to the table this year, this holiday. And yeah. so just the fact that we're here and we get to sit at the table one more year is just another reason to be joyful and thankful. Um, but number two is an interesting one. And I, I found so I did a, a a little bit of research and and one of the main places that I looked at was the NAMI website, which is um a mental health oh, association. Great. Uh, and this one actually came from NAMI and it was turn off the news, turn off <laughs> the world, <laughs> and turn into yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, and it, it's a it's a full article, and I will I'm actually gonna post it. Uh, tomorrow morning on all of the, all of the lists, because I think it is a phenomenal article. And it basically talks about how subconsciously we don't even realize when, when we have news going a couple of times a day, or some people are news junkies and they've got it going all day. um, When, when we let the world infiltrate our brain, we sometimes, you know, subconsciously, we don't even realize how far it's pulling our mood down. And so, you know, there's a group of folks that are making a pact that from December 15th to January 1st, they're just turning off the world. You know, they'll check once a day for, you know, the the headlines that need to be, but they're turning the world off and they're turning into their families and into themselves. And I thought that was a phenomenal suggestion. That's a good one. That's a real good one. And the number three, I really like too, and I think our get up and get moving campaign will like it very much (laughs) commit to doing something physical for 30 minutes each day or 30 minutes twice a day, depending on what your, you know, your motor and and mobility level is, but just the act of doing something physical also gets those, you know, the adrenaline pumping, it gets the, I want to say pheromones, but that's not what I mean. Um, That's a different type of activity.
0: uh, (laughs) Well, you know what?
2: I think that that would probably raise the mood too. But it probably would. Finally, show so
0: that's as far as we're go with That indeed.
2: Um, But physicality, just, you know, whether it be taking a walk around the block, you know, hitting in the colder areas, I loved, I have to tell this quick little story, when I first, uh, when I was in high school, and and I first uh, went into the work world, I went into first the library, and then retail in the mall. And um, often I was tasked with, uh, on the weekends, opening the store, you know, I was what was called the key holder at that time, I wasn't a full manager, but I would have to open the store. And they had what we called the mall walkers. And mm-hmm. it was groups. So it was groups of folks. A lot of yeah. times they were older folks. Um, but it was groups of folks. Uh, with their coffee, their tracksuit. Just <laughs> walking. the Power walking the mall. And yep. I thought that was like the greatest thing. Um, so, you know, if you can't. If it's too cold to get out. And get up and get moving in your area. Hit the mall. Give it a shot. Call yeah. a friend and say, hey, you know what? I, I, my Christmas shopping is done, but... There's twenty seven eateries in the mall. let's get a coffee let's get a handyannen's pretzel and let's power walk a little bit do. Mark Becky what do you guys think
4: I think that's I think that's a great idea um, and if you can't get out for whatever reason maybe transportation or or um, weather or whatever um, i I have a couple friends and I haven't done it in my house yet but um, they actually moved their furniture and made a, like a walking trail <laughs> throughout. Yeah. the and, and, and then one of them said, yeah, you know, when you want to go get that cold beverage, whatever it is, then you've got to make, you know, four trips around before you can stop at the refrigerator. So <laughs> it, it was kind of inter- interesting how she said that, but you know, there, there's things that we can do. And I'm, I'm one of these people that. I need to figure out a way to get moving. Um, and it doesn't have to be exercise. Just getting up and down, whether it's getting out of your chair three times an hour or whatever um, and walking around your living room, just as long as you're moving.
0: Yeah, that's really wow. cool. And hey, Anthony, something you said about number the, the, the number two suggests, I want to go back to for a quick second, which is, I have found, so in my current job, I don't really, uh, you know, it's very much a grant oriented kind of thing. So that's great. And I have get to interact with people and they're usually in pretty good moods, but for much of my career, of course, I've been involved in the policy stuff. Right. And so there was always, you know, people thumb wrestling about this or that. And sometimes they get a little more aggressive than thumb wrestling. Well, of course, in my volunteer life, I'm still dealing with that. So this is, even though I don't have this nine to five, you know, there's still some of this element of, you know, People trying to come together and sometimes trying to get to an agreement can be messy. Well, I have, I have taken to um, saying, you know what, here is my designated time during the day to handle the tough emails. When you know that you're going to be dealing with some stuff that you're probably not going to like, or it's going to be frustrating, you, you, know, you know, you don't want to be negative about it going into it, but you just know that this is a tough situation. People have been really... Just because the email comes in right at this moment does not. There's no constitutional requirement that you have to deal with it the second it comes in. I mean, if there's a deadline, I mean, sure, but but I think most of us have the ability to be able to say, you know, I'm going to park that stuff. Or especially when you know emails are coming in late in in the evening. Last thing you need to be doing is opening up emails are going to be pushing all your buttons, and some of us have buttons that are pretty gosh darn easily pushed. So you know, find the time and say, okay, I'm going to do that tomorrow. We're not, we're going to deliberately put that on ice and we're going to leave it for the designated time when we're going to deal with the tough stuff. And I think trying to do that or be more disciplined about that, not going to tell you, confess to you exactly how little I may be disciplined about doing that well, but when I have remembered to do it uh, and build that in, it really helps. Yeah. You
2: know, the flag function has become my best friend, um, Interesting, you know, often you know, often I will flag something because I know it needs to be done. It doesn't need to be done now, Um, you know, and then once or twice a week, I will hit that flag list and make sure, mm-hmm. okay, you know, it, whether I have to add something to my to-do list because I'm still not going to do it or, you know, all right, now I have the time. But when I do that, I you know, I designate at least an hour because I know yes. there's a bunch of emails in there that need to be answered or tasks that need to be done. Um, And I say at the end of that hour, what I haven't gotten done will be at the top of the list when I open it back up. But you know, I'm taking that hour and then, you know, I'm going on either with the rest of my day or, you know, I'm going to give myself some me time. Yep. Absolutely. I like this next suggestion. Um, I, I really, (laughs) I kind of chuckled a little bit when I first, you know, when I first started reading this, but this is from another website. This is from care.com. Um, Uh, and they, they talk about making your your own personal holiday playlist and your anti-holiday playlist. Yeah. Not, I hate, not I hate the holidays, but a playlist of music that does something for your soul, that isn't necessarily, necessarily holiday oriented, uh, so that you can turn off the holiday you know if if you're not a big holiday celebrator or you know this is a year where there is an empty seat at the table or whatever the reason and you know holiday music can be triggering to people and especially you know it is 24/7 from you know from the day after halloween through you know it's not even january 1st anymore it's halfway into it's halfway into, Jan- into january so they suggest making both a holiday playlist so you can hear the songs that, that mean something to you but an anti-holiday playlist so that you can turn off and go into other areas of inspiration. And I really,
0: I thought that was such a cool idea. That is very cool. I love that. Well, for some of us, I mean, music is such an unbelievably powerful Mm -hmm. thing. And it's just, I mean, so, you know, I I have a much higher or lower tolerance, whatever it is. I, I, I like more, I'm more patient with, music with a cheese factor during the uh, <laughs> during the Christmas season that I am at the rest of the year. Sometimes I can be a stop when it comes to music, I'll freely admit. But, then, but somehow, you know, uh, listening to, uh, well, I don't want to pick on any artist because that'll probably be someone else's favorite. But, you know, some people who I would otherwise <laughs> not pay much attention to I, I'll be willing to listen to them a lot. But one song that Faith um, Hill uh, does, uh, Where Are You Christmas? Which is a really, you know, I mean, there's a cheese factor in some of that stuff. But there's a line in that song that says something like, you know, it's all about her expressing the, you know, I'm not feeling the, the spirit this year. It's tough, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the lines, and there's something like, I can't hear music play. And I never really, you know, it never really occurred to me until I just heard this Faith Hill song the other day and thought, I think I finally understand that now because it isn't, you know, physically being able to hear it. It's literally that to hear sometimes happy Christmas music can be almost physically painful. I mean, I'm going to go through all the details again, but I mean, you know, Christmas uh, fall and Christmas of 2019 were bad, bad, bad times for me. And, you know, I dutifully go with my mother to church or some of the Advent stuff or whatever, uh, or just listening to stuff on television because she wanted to listen to it and I'd go. And honestly, the happier the music was, or even, you know, precious, but let's say sacred Christmas music, such a positive, hopeful message. And the more positive and hopeful that was, the more almost physically painful it was to listen to, primarily because you're listening to it. And when you are, you know, dealing with some kind of a just straight up seriously diagnosable depression, that's you're completely separated from it. You are walled off from it to the point where you just you think to yourself, I'm never going to feel that happiness again. I, I I just never will. Everyone else is happy and I am not, I cannot hear it. And that's when I it just really tr- uh, struck with struck me the other day in hearing that faith Hill song I can't hear music play yes for some people it really is and I finally understand it now I have so much more empathy for for that that happy those happy songs that you would think would be fun to make people laugh for some people they can't literally abide hearing it because they can't yeah. feel that joy and they're conscious of the fact they feel like they're never going to get out of it now of course there's hope for sure. And, and you know, we've talked on this show and in other venues about options for how, how that comes about, but wow, I really have such an appreciation for it more. So I love this suggestion a lot.
2: You know, I'm going to, I'm going to pull Byron in for a moment. If he is not multitasking, um, Byron loves novelty and fun music. So oh, yeah. can you give us three or four of your favorite fun Christmas songs? <laughs> All right. When we hear him again, I'll ask him again um i recorded a great version of my version but um of grandma got run over by a reindeer which yeah. i used to love to torment my grandmothers with and yeah. i love now teaching it to all of the young members of my family gabriel's family any young kid that i come across i love to teach them grandma got run over by a reindeer and i teach them to sing it really really enthusiastically um and so <laughs> next week at karaoke you'll be hearing that <laughs> yeah. Becky, what about you what is um what is some of your favorite holiday music?
4: Um I can't think of anything right off because i I guess i'm I'm not a big holiday music person. Mm. Um, music is important, and I have to kind of agree with Mark you know when you hear those happy songs and you're not feeling happy, it's gonna make you even worse. but I've also found if I take a step back and start relaxing and and sometimes listening to the words sometimes they can jog me back into you know there is hope there is um there there is going to be that day when things are going to be better who knows when it is but you know we have to kind of live in the moment and and if if it's a song that's playing right now if it's not for you maybe go to another room or turn it off and then you know turn it back on later and find something else. And, and I like your playlist because music um, gets me through a lot of things and, and it, and it doesn't matter what kind of music is, it's it's just uplifting and will also help you get up and get moving too. So, you know, music plays a a factor in a lot of us um, and, and how we think. So.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. And once Oh, sorry. I usually no, at, least at least once once a season, once a holiday season, I'll pick a night and I, ha- I haven't done it yet. I'm hoping to do that sometime maybe this week where it's, it's kind of like Mark relieving Mark's childhood Christmas. So I've got these recordings that were, you know, they were only on vinyl. I don't think they were ever sold and who knows. I've looked around to see if there's digital, but I don't even want the digital copies because when I made my own, uh, Digital copies, and no, I support copyright, so don't think I'm a copyright violator. Buy but since I couldn't find them anyplace else, I made them digital, and so it's fun. You have these records that you listen to when you're, you know, five, six, seven years old, and you've got—they still have the scratches, the scratchy sounds, mm-hmm. all of that on it. And you're listening to that, and it's literally the music that was playing or that you really loved when you were a kid. And it's fascinating because, sure, I mean, some of that music is just dreadful. I mean, (laughs) most people are going to say, "I can't believe you really that that, that's." But of course, when you're that age, it's not about the musical genius of it all; it's the memories with it. And all of a sudden, you know, you're not even hearing that song anymore. Your mind is wandering and reflecting on what you were feeling, and of course, tons of memories related to that. And so it, it ends up being like a whole memory night. It's just kind of a fun you know, audible memory lane trip, which is really kind of fun. Well,
2: as always, you know, often happens when I'm talking with you guys. Um, one thing leads to another. So I'm going to skip number five and go to number six. We'll come back to number five because it, it fits so perfectly in what you were talking about. Um, and this other article suggests doing a holiday inventory, both ah. emotionally and, you know, in, you know, life point checks. Did you decorate? Do you want to decorate? There is absolutely nothing wrong with not decorating. If you're not going to, you know, if you're not going to be hosting, if you're not feeling the holiday season, there is absolutely nothing wrong with not putting out decorations. Checking, you know, your holiday memories, which ones, you know, and looking at them in a way that you're, you're, you're finding in your inner self how you feel. So both a physical holiday checklist and an emotional holiday checklist. And then as you're doing it, you can also kind of assign to yourself what that means, how, and, and it fits perfectly because I've, I've mentioned this on many of the Sunday editions that we've done, but my, my father's favorite sort of motto to live by was people, places, or situations can invite you to feel any which way. Yep. You and you alone choose whether to accept or decline those invitations. Yep. So when you're doing that emotional checklist, you get to assign what you feel to it. You get to identify what you feel. You get to assign how you want to handle that. And you can release it, if need be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can release, give yourself permission to say, I don't want to feel this this year. And even if it goes so far as, I don't want to feel the holidays. There is nothing wrong with saying, mm-hmm. I, I, "I opt out this year," and yep. you know, accept cheer from other folks, whether it be social media, phone calls, holiday cards. You know, thank thank them politely. Put them in a drawer. Put it in a box. Put it in the garbage. <laughs> um, and you know, and if need be, politely explain to folks, you know, for the dinner invitations or whatever may come. I, I'm opting out this year for, for my own personal reasons. And my mother, one, one of my father's other favorite phrases is you don't owe anyone any answers. Yep. It is yeah. okay to just say, I, I'm not doing it this year. I'm yeah. opting out. Um, yep. and you know, it's a great article. Like I said, I'm going to post these, um, I'm going to post one a day, um, to the list. Cool so everybody can, can Yeah. So, um, I hope you, I hope you all out there listening, read them and get some, um, get some real feeling out of it. Uh, Becky, what yes. do you think a, a, about an, an emotional inventory?
4: Um, you know, I, I think it's good um, and it doesn't have to be a written list. It could be a mental list. Um, and, and the thing the, the really fascinating thing about these lists is they can change. Yep. Um, they can change by the week. They can change by the day. They can change by the year. Totally. Um, I, you know, when you were talking about taking the year off of holidays and, and, you know, um, yes, I, I do celebrate the holidays, but I can't remember, um, and it's been a a different reason every year. Um, we, we don't decorate much. We don't celebrate (laughs) Christmas much, but, um, I can remember growing up with, and my dad always, um. You know, we always, our our parents instill something in us, but my dad always said, it's just another day. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, days was the same. It's just another day. And as I get older, I kind of start feeling like it's just another day. And my mom has also said too, Christmas is every day because you guys give me stuff you know, through the year. So, you know, it, it's not always necessarily just that time of the year. And, and I think it's important for us to remember that we choose what we do for whatever reason. And like you said, nobody can tell us it's right or wrong because it's whatever works for us. Um, and I, I really like the fact that you said, we do not have to, um, give anybody an explanation and if anybody asks for one they really do they really care and do they really truly understand what you're going through and and I'd have to say probably not but you know it's just a matter of finding where you're at peace and what's comfortable for you because you know yeah this year we may not decorate next year we might go overboard and decorate Mm -hmm. um so it's it's finding what what matters to you and it doesn't matter what the world thinks you know it doesn't matter what Anthony thinks it doesn't matter what Mark (laughs) thinks I'm doing what I'm going to do what's best for me they can influence me a little bit but they're not going to tell me that I have to do this or I can't do this so um and that's kind of like what Mark was saying you know we we all have to be thankful for where we do live because we have that choice. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the lists are good because they keep us on track and they keep us um, focused on where we are now. And we can go back and look five years, from, five years ago. What was I doing? Um, yeah. so that I don't necessarily do that, but um, some people do. And that's okay too.
2: I, I always write myself um, a new year's letter. Uh, and, you know, and since obviously since I lost my eyesight, I now type it out and save it in a folder. Um, and, and I think sometime early in the new year, I'm going to ask somebody to record um, some of my my handwritten Christmas uh, New Year's letters, um, because I, I, I kind of want to walk that journey again. I, I wasn't ready last year. I wasn't ready the year before that. But I, I think I am now. I want to I want to see I want to remember who I was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. That's that's. I think that's going to be one of my New Year's resolutions. You just made me really realize that. Becky, so glad you're here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the last one, and the last one wasn't um, a holiday theme. Holiday theme, but when I started reading it, I was like, well, you know what? This is great for all around, for all year round, but this is definitely something cool for the holiday season. And the author suggests reaching out to your local animal rescues or animal shelters, or I'm going to throw in guide dog organizations. If you have one near you, or you have a a group of puppy raisers near you Um, animals always need socialization. They need play. They need, you know, just a little bit of love and, you know, and if you have a couple extra dollars, they can always use food donations and spend a little time, giving some love to, to, you know, animals that are waiting for their forever homes or for their, you know, potential guide dog handler. Um, It's a great, great way. I, you know, we have two dogs in this house and I I will tell you they have gotten me through some times. (laughs) So I, I, I found that when, and I said, Oh, I have to include this. This is awesome. (laughs) That's fun. I like that. So, unfortunately, I do have a sad piece of news. Um, We were going to speak for a few minutes with the author, J.D. Slacker, who wrote the book called Darling, You Are Not Alone. Um, Mm. He's promised that he will come and visit with us in January. Unfortunately, he had a family emergency and was not able to come (laughs) here today. But the books um, inspired a letter-writing campaign, and I actually found him through um, the Soap Opera podcast that I do outside of ACB. And... Excuse me. And we interviewed him. And um, at that point, that they know of, there were over 250,000 outreach letters that had been sent. And basically, the campaign is just put pen to paper, put key to, you know, finger to key, and and send a message to someone, just letting them know they're not alone. Or send that message to yourself. Um, So, unfortunately, he was not able to join us today, but we'll be speaking with him in January. Um, be- before we open it up to all of our folks who are dying in a talk with us, um, do you guys have any, and we'll Becky will do the resources towards the end of the show. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts that you want to put out there for
0: this holiday season? Well, for me, one of them that you know, music's really important, but for a lot of us, of course, scents, different scents are really important. So for me, as part of my, you know, if I'm wanting to capture that holiday thing, to really go out there and intentionally find put scents in the house that are going to help with that i mean it, it, you know we aromatherapy it's what it's all about baby right and so on some level for me it's that pine scent there's an awesome uh scent that i have and don't worry about my commercializing this because i can't remember the brand name uh but it's a one of these essential oils kind of thing that's a um A Fraser fir kind of scent so that you know having that pine yummy sort of Christmas tree scent in the house and talk about it's very cool I don't I don't have to put up a a real tree and try to decorate it and then deal with all the pine needles all over the place uh, when it's all over because all I have to do is do these little reed diffuser guys and my little condo is smelling awfully Christmassy and uh, it's not too overwhelming but it's nice to have that in the house and then you all of a sudden you'll just be wandering around doing your thing and then you kind of catch a little sniff of that and funny thing how that brings a little smile to the face so for sure remembering those things like that that are important um that you know you know are helpful little tools like that are kind of fun to have around and the only other thing i'll say anthony is um this is not something that i had uh a lot when I was growing up, we were we, we, we were very much into the fake Christmas tree thing uh, in Florida. <laughs> and uh, and that's cool. You know, and all that and had a lo- lovely Christmas decorating the fake tree. But I, I came across this idea about doing, you know, these kinds of things for me sort of on my own. And, you know, thinking about if, if you're trying to want to uh, experience the holiday. Sure. Traditions are amazing. I mean, they're incredibly powerful they can also be almost overwhelming sometimes or too evocative of things so thinking about you know th- all those traditions that are long-standing they had a beginning somewhere uh and so think about um what's starting a new tradition for yourself might be and give mm-hmm. it a whirl mm-hmm. and and don't uh and don't and, and you know what hey if, if it doesn't work okay well you tried it maybe you know it if it's going to become a tradition it will happen for you uh on its own because you're going to love it and it'll take on a life of its own. That's what that's all about. But try something new that's okay. This time, this thing I'm doing doesn't, it's not connected with a past relationship. It's not connected with my family. Even if those are all wonderfully happy memories, this is a new thing and it's mine. Uh, I think it's a really like important that. thing to
4: do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. How about you, Becky?
4: Um, I was just, you know, Mark was talking about traditions and 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 I was just kind of reflecting back on my own. Um, you know, family and growing up and that type of thing, but it's something that um, we all could do. And, and it doesn't matter if you start it now, or if you go back and, yep. and rebuild it. Um, or if you're, you're a, um, a new parent yep. or a, a grandparent. Um, one thing that my mom did, and, and I'm sorry, I keep reflecting back to my parents. But um, one thing that my mom did with the grandkids and I don't have any kids so I never got to be blessed by this but I got to help with it and what it is is every year at Christmas time she would give each of the grandkids a Christmas ornament and I mean it would have the year it would it might have their name um it usually she chose things that were reflective of that child at the year um in the year Mm -hmm. because Like one of my nephews was a bowler uh, and he he liked bowling. And so she found an ornament that had bowling pins and a bowling ball and she put his name on it. And and the next year he was into, I don't know, um, cars. Um, He's an auto mechanic now. So she probably got him a car with his name. So every year it was something different. So then when that that child um, became an adult and had their own Christmas tree, they already had ornaments to put on the tree that reflect mm-hmm. themselves. And, and we could even do that. I've even thought that, you know, with me and Alan, um, even though, you know, who knows how many more years, hopefully many more years um, we could start that now and, and create memories of Christmas ornaments. Um, so that's something that, you know, we could all think about as far as the tradition thing. And it's not something that's um, going to cost a lot you can make things you can you know order things I, I can remember my mom ordering things in June and July for Christmas <clears> and December. so you can plan ahead for stuff like that so if that's something that is important for you to keep a tradition going in your family or leaving a legacy behind that could be something to do
2: Yep. so that's beautiful I,
4: this has been a great conversation. Thank you, Anthony, for doing this.
2: <laughs> no, I, I thank you for being here with me. That I—that That is absolutely beautiful. Um, I, I, no, I don't hate to tell you this. I absolutely enjoy telling you this. I'm going to steal that for next year. I yeah. have um, a niece, two nephews, and I now have a great nephew and a great niece. And Lord have mercy. Um, that makes me feel very, very old. But it also makes me feel very, very joyful that... You know, their, their memories are, are, are going to, you know, I can give my memories to them to pass along and my sister and, and other members of my family, you know, my, my pop-pop, that was my father and, and, and my mom, they'll, they'll live longer through, especially the, the great niece and nephew. Um, we're going to take a very short break and then we're going to open it up to our folks in Clubhouse and our folks here on Zoom so here's your uh, here's your sixty second run to the bathroom. We'll grab a <laughs> break. We'll be right back. This holiday season, Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona in association with Shane Salt Productions presents a Christmas Carol in three
5: hundred
2: and sixty five Dolby sound, voiced by over fifty leading voiceover talents. Look to your community call listings for dates and times. And a special for our Spanish brothers and sisters on Thursday, December 22nd at 8 p.m. The Spanish recording of A Christmas Carol. Look for that in your
0: community call listings as well. In esta época de fiestas y de Navidad, reciban un regalo
6: especial patrocinado por Sunday Edition. Y Anthony Corona, con la participación de Shane Soul Productions y en
0: conjunto con el Comité de Asuntos Hispanos del American Council of the Blind, una historieta navideña en la voz de más de 50 actores de renombre internacional, el día jueves 22 de diciembre a las 8 de la noche hora del este.
2: Welcome back to Sunday edition. Yes, that was all about Christmas Carol, and I hope each and every one of you accesses and enjoys it this holiday season. Stay tuned for the listings. They'll be out shortly. Um, Mark, Becky, why don't we say hello to our two hosts, Diane and Jane? Thank you for being here today. Good to be here. Do you um, have any um, any Comments on the conversation that we've had so far, Diane.
6: I was uh, interested in, particularly in, you know, how you talked about um, how music, um,
5: mm-hmm.
6: how music is, uh, you know, will will affect how we feel, oh, yeah. and that that's always been very important to me.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a song and it. It's not so much for its its religious bent to it. It just Mm -hmm. is such a powerful song. The um, How Great Thou Art. Um, Oh, yeah. There's so many different versions of it, but I I personally love the version sung by Dixie Carter. Um, Her, oh my God, her voice is amazing. But (laughs) there's just like, I can't hear it and not feel a strength from deep within myself that I have that I I have to believe comes from something bigger than myself. So music can really, you know, turn your mood on a dime if you let it. Jane, welcome as well.
5: Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: Are you a big holiday music person?
5: Yes, I can have it go. Um, It's a genre to me. So every day (laughs) (laughs) if I want.
2: That's awesome. uh, and what's your what's your favorite holiday decoration, if you have one?
5: You know, we never really decorated for the holidays. We always went to the religious, um, you know, ser- sermons because my dad was a pastor, ah. and so, <laughs> and then we just came home and
0: very cool. All
2: right, well, let's um, let's start talking to some of our Sunday edition listeners. Um, Jane, do we have some folks on stage yet?
5: Uh, not yet, but if you would like to speak on stage, ask the request, request to speak button.
2: All right, and Jane will politely let us know when somebody's on stage. So, Diane, who is our first hand in Zoom?
6: Okay, our first
2: hand in Zoom is Jane Toleno. Oh, Jane, welcome back to Sunday edition.
6: I am
7: very glad to be here, and Mark and Becky, I'm pleased to hear your voices and your conversation. I didn't get in early, so I don't know, uh, and I didn't read. I just say, oh, it's time for Sunday edition. Boom.
2: So <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I,
7: I uh, am focusing a lot on how to stay in the present and uh, I'm thinking of you, Mark, and how hard it is to travel to so many different environments oh. and get into the heart of it. And one of the things that I've learned to do over time, I always take, I always take pieces of driftwood with me, or agates, or po- other polished rocks. Sometimes I take a bell. And the very first thing I always want to do with people is establish an immediate, genuine contact in the present. And so I'm going to show you this. I have in my hand an energy chime. And one of the things I love to do to people is say, just listen, listen until you can't hear it anymore. And then tell me what you heard or who you heard. And here's the sound of that.
2: I think the sound may not be translating thorough, Jane.
7: Oh yeah. well, pooey. Oh well. It's Aww. a beautiful sound, but it In Here must- I
0: thought the silence was what you were referring to. I was <laughs> to get into it. I was like, wow, that's a cool idea.
7: And, and there is that. You know, yeah. because the sound
0: of
2: silence. Uh, yes.
7: Yeah. The silence, if you say take a moment and offer that, just take a moment. Take Ooh. a deep breath and see what opens up inside you, whether it's empty or it makes room for new things, that's a, a, a very real practice to me. And it helps me get through the days, too, because I know that what happens today didn't happen yesterday. It might not happen tomorrow. So yesterday's gone. <laughs> anyway.
0: I, mean, I, um, I just love what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's so like <clears throat> in the uh, Hindu Buddhist tradition, right, mm-hmm. uh, the notion of the Aum, and chanting Mm -hmm. that and that and it the om is known as the four syllable or the four part chant Mm -hmm. so it's the ah oh mm sound right and the fourth one is the silence which the concept of that the first time that that was articulated to me absolutely just it was like something just burnt through a part of my brain and you Mm -hmm. know what that's brilliant right it's making that sound because you get fixated on a Frankly, uh, condescending, rude thing about yes. uh, just people chanting, rude thing. No, it's a yeah. process, and I think what you're talking about just fits in with that so well that even in the silence, you're hearing. Um, when I think,
7: when I think, when I think about Christmas, and I've had a hard time with it over the years, I I vote that everybody get a bucket and plant a little live tree in it, and just enjoy the living of it, and then plant oh. the tree outside if you can. Uh, we've lived in lots of different places and so we've shared Christmases um, at various in various ways and with many degrees of do you have a lot or do you have a little um I just bless you as you celebrate as you can who you are and who the day is and who the people are in it for you I really really do and I will um I wish you could hear this energy chime. It's lovely. I'm like, Anthony, I'm going to send you one. Then you can see what I'm talking
5: about. <laughs> oh, thank and, you. And
7: then you can ring it yourself. So um, carry on. Each of you, each of you carry on. Well,
2: thank you. Thank you. Have a beautiful holiday season. And thank you for being such a strong Sunday edition supporter. We love having yes. you here.
7: Yeah. Thank you, Jane. Yep. And Becky, my husband also has a, situation, a medical situation. He oh, yeah. has Parkinson's. So mm. I really connected up with what you said about about treasuring the moments before you have to do it reflectively and in sorrow and missing. Yep.
4: Yep. One day at a time. Yes ma'am. Later. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Thank you. You know, I just want to take a moment to to definitely reflect that the community and I mean ACB in general of course the call structures but the community has a lot of um holiday feeling and there's something for everyone so you know if you are looking for connection it's here you know cindy is very fond of saying we have over 100 calls a week which is true and this is one of them um there's almost always something to to do and and I've been to a couple of the afternoon coffee socials over the last couple of weeks. I like to check in every once in a while and see how people are doing and, and how the community is doing. Um, and there's such great and wonderful community feeling in, in most of mm-hmm. these calls. So, you know, there, Becky's going to give the resources again and a little bit later on, but there is always someone in ACB or a lot of someone's on the, some of these calls. There's like 50, 60 people. Um, so You know, check those listings and and reach out in that way, too. All right, Diane, who's next?
6: Uh, Next, we have a phone number, area code 916, ending in 505. And um,
1: could I please have your name also? Margie.
2: Thank you. Welcome back to Sunday edition, Margie.
1: Well, I haven't been away. I've just been listening on Alexa. Um, (laughs) I have a lot to say, but I'm going to cut it short because I can take up the next hour. (laughs) Um, For me, Christmas as a child was never fun, um, other than getting the presents, of course, because I grew up in an alcoholic family. It was always a huge thing at Christmas. And I've chosen differently as an adult. I love Christmas. I love the music. I love the decorations. This year, my daughter-in-law posted a... Few pictures on Facebook of her house being decorated, the inside, the outside, and for the first time since I've lost the rest of my sight in 36 years, I responded and said, I wish I could see this. My um, days of having sight, oh, I'm getting emotional. I used to love to go see all the houses decorated. Mm-hmm. I used to love the colors of the season, yeah. and um, I missed that this year for some reason. But I want to say something very important here. Um, I co-host a, a – Jesus, Lord help me God. Um, I co-host an <laughs> Adjustment to Sight Loss support group every Friday through CAAVL here in California. And one of our members, and it happened to be just, I was in an emotional space about that whole thing I just said. I I threw out the topic of Christmas. And one of our members, who I like to think is one of our tougher members, and a lovely lady, she just broke into tears and started talking about how she, she doesn't even own a Christmas shop. It's hard to Christmas shop. It's hard to enjoy Christmas. Can't see it. Can't see the paper. Can't see any of that. And I want to ask us to keep in mind our members in our community and our members in ACB who may just be going through sight loss. And their grief can be a lot bigger at this time of year because Christmas, besides being, for some, a Christian holiday, it's a very beautiful holiday uh, with the lights and the wrapping papers and picking out wrapping papers, um, And um, I did decorate this year. I didn't put up a Christmas tree because we're leaving, but I have all these wonderful Hallmark things I've collected. And thanks to Kim, I I won some more Hallmark collectibles at the auction. (laughs) And I'm very excited about getting them. And my yard is decked to the T, but yesterday we had a heck of a rainstorm and windstorm. And it's not safe for me to walk out front. because everything is blowing over in the walkway. The icicle lights are hanging down. So when I left last night to go to our chapter's holiday party, I went out through the garage, and I got to tell you, I haven't attended a holiday party in years. And this was one of the best. The Capitol Chapter holiday party last night was so much fun. It was a community. It was the laughter. The service at the restaurant was impeccable. And um, I will admit that Christmas has brought a tremendous amount more of joy to me with having a six-year-old and nine-year-old granddaughter, but just since they've been in my life. And I look forward to spending every Christmas with them and seeing the magic of Christmas. I want to say, if you're down and you can pull yourself up, there's plenty of people needing help. There's a food bank. There's... there's um, You know, uh, Marines Toys for Tots, a lot of communities have giving trees where you can go pick a name. And then one of the things that I did one year, when when years ago, before I had grandchildren and I was all on my own, I went and helped feed the homeless. Mm -hmm. And what a powerful thing to do if you're alone at Christmas. So there's always a way you can give. And if you are just down, let that be okay. You know, we each have a year where, well, many of us have a year where it's not always so celebratory and beautiful. But remember that there's always something you can do if you choose to. And you know what? If all else fails, here's the real beauty. There's going to be an ACB community call on Christmas, I'm sure. I haven't looked at the schedule, but... I know that Cindy has been wonderful at making sure everybody feels connected. And now yeah. we have that. So there's no reason to truly, truly, truly feel alone. If, even if you're feeling down, you may have lost a spouse. You may have lost a child. You may have lost somebody in your family. And this is a horrible time of year for those people. It's a horrible mm-hmm. time. Yes. So thank you. This is a great show. I love the music. I love the colors. I love the sounds. I love it all.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Marcia. Thank you, thank you. And she she brings up a point, you know, we're all at different levels in our journey, whether it be in blindness or low vision or in life itself, in our, you know, love life, in our family life. So that's what, that's, I really can't wait to have the conversation about, darling, you are not alone and that you are not alone letter writing campaign. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the words, you are not alone. It's just an outreach saying, I recognize you, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I see you. I'm here for you. All mm-hmm. right, Diane. Who's next?
6: Mary Carla Hayes.
2: Oh, welcome back, Carla.
8: Hi. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Um, I need some advice, but i i don't I, I don't believe in asking for something if I don't give something in return. So I'm going to give something that helps. Um, You know, that get up and get moving thing. If you cannot get out of the house and I'm a cardiac patient and I live alone, Uh, I can't get to the gym, can't get to the mall. I have started, I have a bicycle and i have a machine for my arms but i've decided i've started a a forbidden talking book campaign and (laughs) what it is is you choose a book that you really want to read but the the point is you can't listen to that book unless you are moving and exercising (gasps) that makes you want to move so that you'll want to you can read your book because the minute you stop that book goes off and you have got to be how clever is that
2: I, I love that.
8: That's a great idea. That really is. I just love it. It's kept me doing my 40 minutes cardio every day, but Sundays, I give myself Sunday off to let my body muscles recover a bit. But um, And my, my cardiologist has told me there's no reason I should be alive right now, but um, he told me, well, the Lord, you are immortal until the Lord's done using you. So <laughs> I didn't say that I'm just a walking time bomb. I've got things that I won't even talk about, but he uh. has told me that my exercise and my, 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 my movement has kept me off the opera rating table and kept me going. So it's worth it, and it does make you feel better. And sometimes I'll even you talk about the Christmas music. I'll even turn on Alexa, ask I've I've built my own personal list, and I'll dance to the music. And I'm a lousy dancer, but I live alone; Uh, nobody can see me but my dog. And it just makes me feel good. And if I don't like what's on, I write my own lyrics to it. And I make up some. You ought to hear some terrible songs that I've written. You know, like. <laughs>
0: that's
8: awesome. You know, like whose child is this who's running through a Walmart for screaming? And you know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a whole bunch. <laughs> I have like 20 Christmas parodies that anyhow. Oh, that's but the, fun. the advice that I need is um I've got to admit, I am lonely. Mm. I am all of my nuclear family is gone my last Mm. brother moved to alabama my mother died two christmases ago in 2020 all i have is my dog sparky and he's 13 years old so it's a train Mm. wreck in the making i'm gonna lose him someday and i you talk about i cherish every minute that i have with him but sometimes i just feel so lonely like today i went to church And um, I was alone in the pew and there were families around me talking about children and grandchildren and all this and and I just, I had a a meltdown. I just sat and I just started to cry. And I was glad I had my mask. I put the mask over my eyes so nobody could see me. And there are times that, um, you know, I'll go and I'll have Thanksgiving with somebody, but then I come back and it's always here. That loneliness is always here. And I do give to others and I do do for others. And I keep thinking it's going to get better and it doesn't. And mm. I don't want to be selfish about this. But sometimes I, re- you know, I always regret that if, if I had a regret, it was that I never did become a mom, so I never will become a grandmother. And I was faithful. I was faithful to the people that I was dating. Um,
5: mm-hmm. One of them
8: died, and then one of them just ran off with. Well, I've had two of them run off with other women. In fact, I was engaged, and the man I was engaged to ran off with another woman. So, if you think taking oh, out, uh, planning a wedding is is tough, try. Taking one apart. That is really important oh, oh. and just things like that. I'm not trying to have a pity party, but I have honestly tried. I've honestly tried everything. And sometimes nothing I do is enough. And it's an ache in my heart. And uh, I'll give you one other thing before I, uh, you know, so shut up and listen, but one thing that I do find that is helpful is not making a holiday just any other day. Maybe I don't have high expectations, but if you look and listen, there is a magic that comes with every holiday there's something special that makes thanksgiving feel like thanksgiving there's something special that can make christmas feel like christmas even when you're alone there's something different and so i've asked the lord i've opened myself up and i've said please give me a little bit of magic and he always comes through so that's that's all i want to share but i i would i'm open for any advice and for any comfort that anybody wants to give because i'm Maybe I'm not alone, but maybe I am. Maybe I'm the only person that has. I don't know. But well, anyhow, I, and I just want to, God bless
0: you. I mean, you I, and I think you're you're living out whether you realize it or not. Maybe uh, the advice that any of us would ha- dare to give you, which is to reach out to your friends here and to Absolutely. assemble with us. I mean, it sounds like you would be very familiar, you know, in the Christian tradition we're told to not forsake the assembly of the believers. And I, I, it makes my heart just break to hear that in the one place where one should be going, uh, namely with fellow believers in a congregational setting, I mean, sometimes those settings which are meant to be the most comforting can be the most isolating. Yeah, I'm sure for people with disabilities, maybe it's because sometimes those assemblies can be clicky. But sometimes it's also because these are mostly people without disabilities who don't know how to interact or are fearful of interacting. And some some assemblies are better than others. I understand that. But it's heartbreaking to hear that story. And yet, you know, there are some people who have said, oh, that assembly of believers has to be in person. You know what? I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I think the the, the believers or the the beloved community that John Lewis might have talked about you know that that assembly happens wherever two or three are gathered and that's i think the beauty of what acv has done with the community calls and other things we we've, we've developed our various if i you know small c congregations of people who get together to support each yeah. other and uh so i mean i don't know what i'm talking about here other than just to say you you know it sounds like I, gosh i mean my heart goes out to you when i hear about the loneliness uh, but and wow, sometimes I mean, even
8: in community, I get lonely because
0: absolutely a lot of sure.
8: people, you know, I hear about all these happy married couples and children and grandchildren, and I, I have a lot of love to give. I want to give love too, you know, I mean, I don't want to just take I've never wanted to be just a taker, you know,
0: and and we can hear that in your voice. And um, I I just want to
8: tell you, Anthony, I just I've always had a lot of respect for you and all your compassion and all of you people here, Mark and everybody. But I just love how you guys put these things together and you do reach out and you follow your own advice and you don't know what encouragement you give to us. And I want to thank you again and again.
9: I have tears
2: tears coming down right now. Thank you. First, I I, I have a few things I want to say. And and the first is thank you so much for allowing yourself to be vulnerable with us today. Um, It it means more than you could ever know that you feel safe enough to come here and and be vulnerable with us. I don't want to give any extra work to Cindy and the crew because it is a very busy season for them. So I am going to say this. If anybody listening would like to reach out to Carla, you can send an email to SundayEditionAC at gmail.com, and I will make sure to forward them. Um, I, I'm going to tell a little story, if you don't mind, Carla. When um, when I was in high school, for three years in a row, we were um, the state champions of New York for baseball. Um, it was a high, high, high point in my life. Um, I had a horrific home life, but I could escape and do baseball on my friends' And some of us, I was a junior at the time, Um, some of us got a little big for our britches and our coach set up a program with, um, there was a school called Eden. It's an autism research and school. Mm -hmm. And um, he set up training sessions for the autistic kids. And he forced us during two practices a week for about three months to, to run mock games and to, and to, you know, coach these kids into playing baseball and everybody came with different levels. And, you know, some of the kids had to have one-on-one and we'd have to run the bases with them and stand with them. And some of them were a little bit more high functioning and they could pitch and, and, and just be enthused. They were so enthused to come twice a week and be with us and play baseball and, you know, not feel different. Um, And I tell this story because I think maybe, you know, there's, there's children's wards and hospitals. There's, there's a lot of children's programs. There's libraries that offer story times. I, I think that would be a wonderful way for you to give some of the love that you have out. And I know from my own experience in life, when I give my love out and I'm not looking for something in return, I often get it returned, you know, tenfold. And I've met, I've met so many friends in, in situations like that, um, that have, that have maybe not become day to day, you know, everyday friendships, but I know them in my core. And I know that they know me in my core and I can reach out at any moment to quite a few people and say, I'm, I need something. And I don't even know what it is that I need. I just need something. So, you know, can we talk? Um, I, that's I, that's my, I guess, advice, um, and and I hope, I hope I get a bunch of emails to forward to you, um, Becky. Anything you wanna, you wanna add to this?
4: I, I think you and Mark covered covered it quite well, and Carla, my heart breaks for you as well because it, it is hard, and you know the only time people think about quote giving or or that kind of thing is at Christmas. And and I think it should be year round. And I like Ma, um, Anthony's idea of maybe checking with the local library. If there's a children's hour, you could go and, um, and, and this would be for anybody, regardless of your vision, if you have vision or not, check your local library. And this is something I might even consider myself is if they have a story hour for the kids, Maybe you could go and just be, um, and I don't know what they would call it. Maybe a lap person, um, yeah. where you could go and you could sit, and you know, maybe there's a, a child or two that are acting out, or they just need that somebody there that's not mom or dad um, to to just comfort them. Um, maybe let them sit on their lap or sit next to them, or and and if you do that gosh, I'm excited thinking about this myself. If you do it every week, then that child is going to become a bond to you. Um, and, and I don't know if this is the right answer or not, but it's something to think about. It's something that would be worth trying. Um, another thing could be, you know, like Anthony said, that autism kids, there's gotta be programs out there. Um, so Carla, I'm, I'm, I am going to be sending Anthony an email. So, um, watch for my email and maybe we can brainstorm together in, in your community where you live and find something that's hands-on for you. Um, and like Anthony said, there's, this community is amazing. And yes, at times it seems like you're alone in a room. Um, and I think those are the times when we as Participants need to reach out in some way. Um, So I guess pretty much for anybody, my door is open. So if anybody needs to reach me, you can reach out to Anthony and, and he can put us in touch.
8: Well, thank you so, so much. Amazing. And I do try to bond. You know, I teach at a Christian school and I do bond with my students. Oh, but then lovely. the only problem there is I get attached and then they graduate and move on. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of them keep in touch and some of them don't. But I, you know, I don't have much transportation to go places. But sometimes when I'm there, if I have a minute and one of my classes is canceled, I'll take one of my print braille books and read to the kindergartners or something, you know, and they like <laughs> that. But- Good. Right. But I just, I I do appreciate all your advice. And maybe there's some reason the Lord didn't want me to be a mother. I've always wanted to be a mom. And maybe I mother my students too much. I mother my homeschoolers a lot. And I I mother even my adults too much. But um, maybe that's a problem. But I don't know.
0: Well, as they say, love love makes a family, not blood. And it sounds like Mm -hmm. you're a mom to many, many more people than Mm -hmm. you might know.
8: Yeah. And I you do know, appreciate yeah. I do appreciate you all. I just wanted to throw that out there that if anybody had any advice, but if again, if I had any advice to give, I'd say sometimes when you're feeling low, ask for the magic. And sometimes it really happens.
4: Mm-hmm. Your uh,
2: Honor- I am I am praying that the magic happens in a big, wonderful way for you this year. Yes. We um, have a hand in clubhouse. All yeah. right, Carla, I will forward anything that comes in. And thank you so much again for being vulnerable with us. I, you don't know how special it, it really is. Um, all right, Jane, who is in, on stage?
4: Hey there, hi there, how there. Guess who? It's Cheryl. It's Cheryl. <laughs> hey, Cheryl,
2: how you doing? <laughs>
4: Good. I just wanted to let you know that there's somebody in Clubhouse and I'm here and you guys are fabulous. Love, love,
1: love. And happy holidays to everyone. And my favorite decoration is sugar cookies with lots of icing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I can get on board with that. And for anyone listening, Cheryl writes wonders. She doesn't only co-host a call. She actually writes wonderful, wonderful children's stories. So you uh, definitely need to check that out. And um, if you're home at 1 p.m. on a Friday, you should check out Writing Words to Wonders. It's a great
9: call.
4: Thank you, love. Thanks, and <laughs> love
9: everyone.
4: I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Right. We
9: appreciate you right back. Thank you. Thank
0: you. <laughs> all right, Diane, who's next?
6: Uh, next, we have Claude Edwards.
9: Uh, good morning, Anthony. Good morning, all. Thank you very much for this topic and for this discussion. I've really enjoyed the contributions and conversations of everyone of your guests. And I was really touched by Carla's request, and I'll reach out through Anthony to uh, communicate with you. Um, but I like this topic. Um, I'm going through vision loss and I've got some health issues, and the concept of not being alone hits me very directly. I wasn't going to say anything, I was going to just be a happy participant and listener but Carla's call uh, inspired me to reach out. So, um, you know, many blessings everyone. Thank you, Anthony and guests for uh, the words you said, for the enthusiasm, for the laughter, for the joy, uh, because you've touched upon many very pertinent and true points. I happen to be one of the participants of Margie's Friday CCD support calls, and she is a very supportive, caring person And um, I'm going to acknowledge her separately, but um, uh, the holidays have always been difficult for me, especially now as um, my vision loss is happening and I've got issues. But mostly, thank you for um, your Sunday edition programs generally, but for today Mm -hmm. and for the upcoming ones, because they're very important and very, um, uh, they provide a lot of solace and support. And um, I'll reach out to Carla uh, later today. So uh, bless you all and have a wonderful day. Thank
2: you so much. Bless you right back. Thank you for shouting out Margie. She is a lot of things and caring and supportive are just two of the great things that she is. Um, I do encourage there's probably, I'm not sure exactly what the schedule will be, but there's probably going to be an open call on Christmas and Christmas Eve. And there's definitely the Community-Thon on um, New Year's Eve. So reach out and and check the schedule and look at some of the calls, something that interests you. Maybe, you know, I- I've seen so many friendships start, flourish. I, I mean, there are people that ha- are, are love. They love each other and it all started at a community call somewhere. So I encourage you to check it out. All right, Diane, who's next? And uh, thank you for sharing, by the way. And Diane, who's next? <laughs> uh, next is... Uh phone number
6: area code six eight two ending in five nine seven, and I'm guessing Calandra.
2: That sounds like Calandra. uh.
5: uh if we're talking about favorite holidays, uh, cookies, and stuff like that, I love that. I haven't met a holiday cookie that I don't like and I love fucking bread and stuff like that and also I know how Carla feels <clears throat> at this point because uh, sometimes I might get the blues or something like that but you know if we do hear happy holiday signs it does help something I tell you when I not hearing happy music like that is usually text me up. Um, another thing is I'm glad that I, I got a chance to um hearing you guys again today. And I really appreciate y'all. And I hope y'all have a Merry Christmas if I don't get back
2: with y'all again. Thank you. Thank you. You know Colandra one of my favorite things is um, when I am on a karaoke Saturday that you have submitted something because you sing with such joy. And I absolutely love hearing how much joy you put in, how much fun you're having when you sing your songs. So that is something that I cherish. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for coming to Sunday edition and happy, happy, happy holidays. All right, Diane, who's up?
10: Next,
2: we have Lynn Corral. Happy Hanukkah. Welcome, Thank you. welcome, welcome. <laughs> what, a, what
10: a great call. I have to say, you know, I was like, I was looking at the time. And I said, it can't be that late already. It's <laughs> like, what? So I've really enjoyed listening to everybody. I was eating during the first part of the call. So I was just sitting there on Alexa. But um, one of the things, I lost my brother last Wednesday. We weren't close, but it's like, you know, when you lose, you know I'm the only one left in my um of the siblings now and am so people say oh you're an only child now i lost my both both my brothers but I think that um for me um you know I spent Thanksgiving alone because my son was sick and he's going to spend Christmas with his uh, uh uh girlfriend's family and I just feel so isolated so alone and uh you know it's like it's just terrible and you know I said uh you know and, you know, I think the, the most important thing, though, is to, um, when we feel down or blue or whatever it is, and, you know, of course, uh, I wrote a message to my family because my dad doesn't use email anymore, so I had to write to his family and, you know, our family and stuff like that about my brother. Um, I think getting through these times, and it's interesting that my mother died in November and my brother now died December and my other brother died in September, so it's all in this fall time. And um, I just think that for me, um, and, I, and I and and part of what I do as an antidote is to I joined the choir for my synagogue, so I had some you know something to look forward to. And of course, music is my as for me, my mother said I sang before I talked, so music is is so important to me. Um, <clears throat> and I love listening to music. If if I'm feeling really crappy about listening to the news and all the political nonsense, and even the political stuff on ACB, I said, you know, I gotta listen to some music because that will always put me in a a good mood. And um, whatever music it is, I love Christmas music too. But um, you know, I try to find music that will make me happy. But I think the biggest problem that we have a lot of times is human beings. Is what we expect of ourselves and what we expect other people to um, uh, do for us, which which they're not going to do. You know, we really have to take care of ourselves, and we really have to watch the self-talk, the self,
2: the inside, yes,
10: yeah, the the self recriminations yep. that we have. You know, and I think that that's important. And while I'm still writing my dissertation, and I did uh, my oral presentation yesterday for the class. And you know, I have the greatest committee ever. They are just so supportive. And I, I just am so grateful that that my experience going through this doctorate has been so positive for the most part. And you know, and I, I have my community calls and I've really formed a family in my in my group because we have now a listserv and people feel really connected and people really feel um, that they have a place to to be themselves in, in my Jewish hour call and the, and the strictly folk call too. So I think that, you know, I try to help people. I try to do the best I can. Well, I'm not always helping myself. So that's what I have to say. But what a great call. I really appreciate what Mark and Becky said. And, um, you know, I'm going to go to a Hanukkah party next uh, Saturday, uh, next Sunday, which is the first day of Hanukkah. So I really appreciate you, Anthony. I really appreciate you.
2: Thank you. You know, I I think part of you are not alone as is also, you know, shining that light back on people. And you touched on something, you know, the inner, you know, there's, there's that voice, it's called the saboteur. And, you know, a lot of times we listen much more closely and much carefully, more carefully to our saboteur than our inner champion. And so I just want to shine a light back because Lynn, I want to be you when I grow up. You're still learning. You're, you're doing a dissertation. You're holding calls. You're on the list. I, I can imagine if you put this much energy into our beautiful organization, you must put it out there in all the other places that you're involved in. So I'm shining a light, a light back. You are awesome. And I want to be you when I grow up.
10: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. And happy, happy Hanukkah. I will be in Honduras. But um, by the way, folks, there will be one more show. It's pre-recorded and it's great. We're talking with the producer and um, and the star of Mystery Test Kitchen Kids. Uh, you might have heard about it on Sunday edition a couple of weeks ago with Nefertiti Mar- Maros Alavarez. Um, And we're also talking to the guys, Marty and Mike from Unmute Presents. They have a couple of announcements, and it was a really, really cool conversation. So next Sunday, you'll get one more original Sunday edition, even though we won't be live. All right, Diane or Jane, who's up next?
6: I do have a raised hand. All righty. It's a phone number, 615, ending in 941. And could I have your name, please?
11: Hi, my name is Carol, and um, I really appreciate this call. I'm opting out of Christmas pretty much this year, although I did my uh, chapter Christmas party yesterday, and it was not as hard on me as I thought it would be. Um, my husband's very ill right now, so it's just something that I can't listen to the Christmas music I usually love. Um and I really appreciate you putting this stuff out there, Anthony, and Mark, for his honesty about the battle with depression, because I've been fighting it for years with various degrees of success and fa- failure. And um, Thank you. Thank I guess my question would be, how do you shut up that inner saboteur voice, which is uh, screaming at me and uh, Shove the champion out the door pretty much. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, I wish that I could wave a wand and give you, you know, a one size fits all answer. Um, The thing that I can say is you throw a lifeline out to that champion. You throw, you invite him back through the door or her through the door. And, you know, you talk and listen to the champion and you tell the saboteur, I know who you are and I I'm not buying into it. Um, and then I absolutely applaud. I don't know if you were here for the whole call, but I absolutely I missed applaud anything. One of the things that, um, that we spoke about early on is opting out of the holidays. It is very okay to say, mm-hmm. you know what? It happens. It's a day. It's here. Absolutely. I can't make it go away, but I'm opting out. I'm going to do something else for myself. I'm going to I'm gonna spend more time with my husband. I'm going to go for a walk because I need to get away from my husband. Um, whatever, you know.
11: No, he's in a nursing scary. home, and I'm really battling with the oh. stress of his illness and uh, don't have any family here. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of isolation. I guess I depended on him for support even more than I realized. So,
2: um, well, yeah, please keep coming good. to Sunday Edition and, and try some of the calls please, please try some of the calls. We have a beautiful community. We really have a lot of people who care about each other. And like I said, a few minutes, a few moments ago, I have seen friendships literally start that are now love. They're not, they're not even, they're they're brother and sisterhoods rather than Mm -hmm. friendships. So please keep coming and don't let that saboteur tell you that you can't have anything. Happiness, community, keep coming. And keep telling the saboteur to go blank
5: themselves.
0: (laughs) 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 To to use a a proper Lutheran term, of course. Yes, yes, yes.
11: As I'm (laughs) Lutheran, okay. Uh,
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. So Anthony, I I mean, I love our guests. I mean, uh, this has been incredible uh, to hear the stories. But, you know, I'm I'm a little advocate at heart. And as I'm hearing some of these stories... I'm starting to get a little mad and I'll tell you what I mean by that. So I, I believe, no, no, no. It's a good thing. I hope. I'm, and maybe you'll, agree. Right. I don't know. you'll, you'll tell me if, I'm, if you don't, I know you will. So I think we do, each of us individually have certain responsibilities and all the things we've talked about, but when it comes to organizations, when it comes to communities of people, organizations and communities for sure have all kinds of responsibility. We talked a little bit before about a, an assembly uh, of folk uh, who could have done a better job reaching out. And that's what they claim that they're there for. Um, I'm not going to mention the name, but if I did, you all would know who I was talking about, who when I mentioned something about, um, you know, I'm going to be on this call this week again uh, to talk about this issue. Their response was, oh, great, so we can all hear about how miserable we all are in blindness. And I would have loved to, if I had one, I would have loved to have, thrown a a glass of eggnog in their face Uh, didn't have one Uh, but it's the kind of thing where I I, you know I do think there is a certain segment let's not worry about pointing an ACD finger let's just be generic about it I think there is a generic pressure in our communities and it's not just for us plenty of other communities do it our friends in AARP love to have photographs of the happy aging couple wandering off hand in hand Mm -hmm. on the beach in the sunset. Mm -hmm. And and of course, that's the image they want to project. It's not the image of who they or any of us are. Mm -hmm. And so I'll wrap up my little sermon here by this little analogy or this little metaphor. So of course we talked about Christmas music. When I was a little teenager, I loved that uh, feed the world, you know, uh, do they know it's Christmas song that all the stars did and I still love it to this day and so you know you're listening to that song and there's this you know this horror stories about you know the kids in Africa and they don't have this they don't have that and then uh, U2's Bono sings a line in that song where he says well tonight thank god it's them instead of you and of course he got a lot of criticism from that and the authors of that song got a lot of criticism Mm. and Bono's point was I sung it intentionally to be ironic. Yes, it's meant to be confrontational. It's meant to make the person listening to the song set up and say, I'm singing along. Oh, thank God it's me and not those poor kids in Africa. Who, in, who ever has a dash of humanity would ever think, to think that or say it or even sing it blithely in the background? We don't thank God it's them instead of us. The simple truth is we are <laughs> us. And our community is has a big chunk of it. And I would go so far as to say some of the people who like to put out that uh, front cover picture, magazine cover picture of who they think blind people are, are, are not doing our community a, 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 a service at all. In fact, I think, frankly, they're a little deceptive. So I think as a community, we need to be much more embracing of, frankly, who we really are. Are, is everybody going through a tough time at Christmas? No. And if you're blithely, happy, giddy, God bless you. Good for you. But yeah, recognizing fine. that the rest of us are in all this with you. And something tells me that that blithe happiness often covers up a lot of other stuff going on. I uh-huh. know because I was one of those happy, giddy people always uh-huh. trying to make other people laugh and be all funny. And, and that can mask a heck of a lot. Anyway, that's my sermon. Well, you know what I yeah, I think I... as
11: disabled people, you know, we're supposed to be you know, the rest of the we're supposed to be, at least I was raised this way, you know, um, to try to present a positive That's image it. of disability yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time because people are watching and you never know, you're the first one they meet, yada yada. Uh-huh. And um you know, it's it's I'm not I don't have the physical or mental strength to live up to that this year. I just of course. don't. Of
2: course. Carol, you be you, and you do it however you need to do it. This whole that we need to represent, and the guide dog schools do it to you, too. Uh, You know, I learned something from the LGBTQ portion of my community, and it's the best way to show the world who you are is to actually be who you are. Not to, not to scream in a parade, not to put on a costume, not to, you know, we're here, we're queer get used to it. Yes, that matters, and I'll be there for, for, for things that matter. But it's just to be who I am and live the life that I'm living. And when I'm vulnerable, when I'm emotional, when I'm down, I, I need to show that to my community because that, it's all pieces of, of a life. There's no life that you're born you live and you die completely happy completely fulfilled completely it's satisfied
5: yeah.
2: it's it never happens it's never happened and when it will happen right. is when the creator decides that the world is going to merge with heaven if that's what you <laughs> choose to believe. Yeah. Um, I want to take a pause for a moment. Uh, Becky compiled, sh- thank- and and thank you, thank you, thank you, Becky, for doing that part of the research. Becky compiled a few resources that we just want to make sure are out there. Um, um,
6: wait, do we do have one raised I, hand, by the way, in about nine we'll minutes. Go, left.
2: Okay. We'll go to that after Becky.
6: Okay,
4: cool. Okay. Um, I don't have a whole lot of information, but I do have some, um, that may help some of us. Um, and, and I just want everybody to understand and know that as we've been saying all all morning, you are not alone. And I, I take pride in the fact, I don't think pride's the word, but I, I treasure the fact that um, we as individuals are willing to put our hand out there put our um, heart out there and let others know where we are and like Anthony said today, some of us um, Anthony and I are a, an example I met Anthony through ACB and and some yep. stuff and and you know the there there are friendships out there and um, it it's not to say that you won't meet anybody because that is a possibility. Mark is another one. I met him on a committee and, and I, I can say that he is a friend and, and, you know, I'm not as close to him as I am with Anthony, but you know, you you don't have always close, close friends, but you know, I just want people to know that there is hope out there. Um, And what I did put together is, um, and Anthony, um, I can send this to you or, or whatever, but um, for those of you, and, and we never really touched much on this, and it's okay, um, it's actually probably a good thing, but there might be somebody out there, but um, there's some different numbers out there. 888 is a new, um, easy to remember, it, it's a new nationwide number. For those people that need support or encouragement or, um, you know, just need a, a helping ear or a lending ear, um, they also will provide resources or um, give you a, a sense of direction, maybe to help uh, get that hope and, and feeling back that you need. Um, there's the national suicide prevention line and that's um 800-273-8255 um there is and I thought this was really interesting Anthony mentioned the NAMI uh website which is the national alliance for mentally
0: mental illness
4: Mm -hmm. there you go mental illness sorry um excellent excellent website so if you're website yes if if you find that you need some assistance check out that website there's so much information there they also gave a phone number um for people that would like to connect with a trained certified counselor who will um uh provide free uh 24 7 counselor uh, crisis support um and they will um, connected with resources and their phone number is um, oh actually uh, phone number is 800-950-6264 um, actually there's Monday through Friday 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific time hmm. um, then the 24-7 that I was mentioning is actually a text um, line which I think is awesome because so many of us are are into our texting and stuff. So they um, the number for that is seven four one seven four one, and that is twenty four seven. So you know if you find yourself in a situation where you know you don't have somebody right handy to reach out to, these are places and and uh, a places yeah. to reach out to, um, and I think that's important for all of us to remember and. Like I said, if anybody wants to drop me a note, um, you know I will get back to you and and try to encourage you in whatever way I can as well. Um, so that's what I have for you, Anthony.
2: Thank you so much. So, Diane, um, I, I made you co-host at the beginning of this. We're gonna it's, we're gonna go off air in a minute or two, but I will take whatever hands uh, are left um and any clubhouse left after we go off air so like i said next week um is a pre-recorded show but it is a really great show so please tune in and um if you get a chance through throughout this week go check out mystery uh, america's test kitchen kids mystery recipe podcast you can get it anywhere that you get your podcast you'll hear our friend Nepertiti Mallis, our matos alaveras playing meggy eggy who is a visually impaired Egg timer and not only teaches us (laughs) about ingredients and cooking, but subtly gets in all the stuff that you want to say as a blind or low vision person to the world at large. Like, thank you so much for your assistance. But even though you're insisting, I really don't need it. Um, There's some really, really great uh, moments throughout this podcast so please go check it out um, please join us tomorrow night for lessons in advocacy from the lgbtq plus community that's at 8 p.m and um, please everyone have a beautiful holiday season whether you're in or you opt out whether you're with lots of people or it's just you please have a beautiful holiday season and i will connect anyone that needs to be connected through the sunday edition email which you'll hear in a moment mark becky Thank you so much for joining me again. I can't wait to have you guys back on. Everybody who shared all the vulnerable, beautiful sharing today. Thank you so much. And I'll be back with a live show on January 8th. You've been listening to Sunday edition on ACB media stream one that's american council of Divine blind media or wherever you listen to your podcasts episodes drop every week at 1 p.m on sundays and you can email us at sunday edition ac all one word sunday edition with the letters ac at gmail.com let's brunch again together next sunday